0: To uh, this week's episode. I am Chris Pullman.
1: And I'm Gloria Ackerman.
0: And we are here to uh, talk about mash while enjoying a couple of uh, adult beverages. So, (laughs) specifically whiskey, because neither of us can stand gin. So, it tastes uh, good tonight,
1: too. (laughs) Huh? It tastes very good tonight. Good,
0: good. Uh, So, one thing before we uh, talk about the episodes for this week if you hear a baby in the background, uh, I apologize in advance. My daughter just got her uh, two-month shots today, so she's a little grumpy. So you might hear her because apparently this mic is pretty sensitive. <laughs> um, with that out of the way, uh, this week we will be giving uh, a uh, brief history on Margaret Houlihan. And we will be talking about Season 1, Episode 15, Tuttle, and Season 1, Episode 16, The Ring Banger. So you uh, have some notes on yeah. Margaret. Well, Margaret
1: was played by Loretta Swett. In the show. In the show. Yeah. Um, so Margaret Houlihan, she was um, a spittin' polish by the book. She was uh, pretty much a think it says, and a tattletale to her staff. Secretly, she had a passion and um, a passionate relationship with Frank Burns, which she ended when she got engaged to Colonel Scott. Frank Burns, also, when she was with him, she got her nickname Hot Lips, which you hear her referred to a lot. So um, about Margaret herself, I think we've said it best every week. When her bun is up, you know you have straight laced right on by the book Margaret when her hair is down. You have the passionate um, wants more in her rela- of a relationship kind of person. So, what do you? What did you find on Wookie?
0: Okay, so yeah, uh, Margaret Houlihan. Um, from what we know, she was an army brat. She refers to that a couple of times mm-hmm. during the show. Uh, her father, Colonel. Houlihan, Colonel Alvin Houlihan. Right? Yeah. Alvin Howitzer Houlihan. In one episode he's referred to as coming from the artillery and another from the cavalry. Uh, And then in another, he's dead. Oh. (laughs) But, uh, we know that she has a father. We see him on the show. Yep, he comes to visit. Comes to visit and she's trying very hard to impress him. Um... Howitzer Al, so probably from the artillery, according to that uh, background. She is a major, which means that according to the Army officer's manual at the time, she would have had to have been in the Army for 14 years. Yep, she is actually in the Army Nursing Corps. So unlike Hawkeye and Trapper, who were drafted into being doctors, she is actually a proper Army officer. Um... According to what we hear during the series, she was in for ten years, which is a little bit anachronistic. But then she would have been in during World War II, so she. uh, That comes out of the commendation section of her wiki. Uh, We know that. Let's see here. She is afraid of loud noises. We see that in the episode where Hawkeye, where it comes out that Hawkeye has uh, claustrophobia because they're being shelled they have to go into a cave system and she can't stand to be outside of the cave because it's because of the shells and the noise and hawkeye can't stand to be in the cave because the walls are closing in on him so they kind of sit in the cave entrance together um she is like gloria said she is very much uh a tight uh control freak, very rule follower person in the early series and then later she kind of mellows out.
1: And actually she becomes just a passionate person. You see yep. her in a later episode feeding a stray dog and you mm-hmm. you see her blowing up at her nurses and then yeah. coming out and saying, hey this is what my life was like. And we'll mm-hmm. talk about that later but
0: yeah, great um,
1: episode coming up.
0: In the early series we see her using how, how to put this? She has relations with pretty much every general <laughs> in either the Pacific Theater or in the States. Um, and she uses that a lot. Um, in the early seasons, we see her use that to get her way. And then we see that relationship come through. But then in the later seasons, there's one where she's teaching her nurses how to do triage. And the general... Uh, wants to take her away and wants her to be basically his mistress on the side and she is no, my career is more important at this point, I don't need you to get there I can get there on my own and she blows him off and the thing kind of falls apart in the grand scheme of things so there, there is that change too which goes along with her
1: and I think there was an episode also where they talked to her about Having children, And she said, my career is my children, but she, my child, but she works really well with children. She loves yes. children. Yes, she does. So she has this, this, you know, charismatic, caring personality mm-hmm. that she hides. Yeah. But does not want to be a mother because her no. career is her passion.
0: Yeah, we see that in an episode where they take out um, the ovaries of one of Radar's rabbits <laughs> yeah, to, ex- too. <laughs> to expose it to Margaret's urine to figure out if she's pregnant. And um, they're they're both glad and sad that she isn't, right? Because yeah, and then she gets to keep her career, but loses just, loses the chance to yeah. be a mother at that point. Uh, during the run of the show, she was obviously we've talked about it. She was involved with Major Frank Ferretface Burns, but that isn't really um, nurturing. It isn't a nurturing relationship. She's just his mistress and he's never going to leave his wife back home in Indiana. Later Frank leaves the series when Margaret marries uh, Donald
1: Penobscot.
0: Lieutenant Lieutenant Colonel because she could never marry anybody who did not outrank her. uh, Lieutenant Colonel Donald Penobscot. But that doesn't work out either. Uh, She ends up divorcing him because he is not faithful to her. He's kind of stealing her money. and. I love how th-
1: she finds out that he's not faithful when he sends a letter in a later oh, episode yeah. to, to another woman. and it ends up coming went, to her. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great episode where her and Hawkeye get trapped together.
0: Yeah. Um, that is a really pivotal episode for Margaret. It's a two-parter. It's called Comrades in Arms. Okay. And um, they get trapped out... Uh, kind of in the wilderness on the way to, I want to say it's like uh, the 8063rd M.A.S.H. or something. But they're on their way to show some surgical technique that they have that's been really successful. Um, Hawkeye ends up with a wounded leg and they end up, shall we say, comforting each other. Right, and become
1: each other's safety. Mm-hmm. Net. And I, I, I thought it was a great, yeah. great episode because she is, shows her compassion and yeah. she actually falls for him and it's hilarious.
0: Yeah. By the, <laughs> we we see them get at odds again before the end of the episode, oh. but then by the end they're back together. And in fact, in uh, Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen, the last episode of the series, um, when she leaves, Hawkeye gives her this big, long kiss.
1: Uh-huh
0: that is lasting so long it's making everybody else a little uncomfortable and um i remember watching a tv land awards ceremony where they had a bunch of the cast there uh, loretta Swift was there alan alda was there um and he gave her a kiss on stage because like every time they're somewhere together that's what that's people want to see an is an hawkeye an kiss an margaret kiss. because that was a again it was a pivotal moment because For sure, I think that was in season seven, maybe eight. For sure, that's when we see Margaret really become human. Right. You know, her hair is, to use the metaphor we've been going off of, her hair is always down at that point.
1: Right, and she ends up divorcing her husband. She um, gets friendships with the other Uh nurses.
0: Yeah, which comes out of another later episode where a nurse that she went through college with. Yep. Uh, Captain I think it's in here um, who's the head nurse at another or a nurse at another outfit.
1: She, she came for a little while She I came think, for a little and while and she then transferred She stayed with Margaret yep. and said what happened to you? How you've, did you get so hard?
0: You've closed up. Yeah. You know let let people in. You've gotta have friends. That sort of thing. And then
1: But we have to remember that Margaret was in charge of a lot of women.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And
1: if she wasn't this tough person,
0: mm-hmm. people would
1: have stepped on her, and she knows that.
0: Yeah, and we do see that, a lot. You know, she makes that point lots of times. When the North Koreans are coming in, Colonel Potter is concerned about the nurse's safety, and Margaret says, you let me worry about my, my nurses. Way. I'll take care of them. Um, you know, there are mo- there's more times than just that, where she does point out,
1: where she's teaching them triage and she's giving them something more yeah. to do with themselves. I, but
0: I, and then the flip side of that, we see an episode where a colonel, a nurse colonel from HQ, comes in and is um, inspecting the heck out of. Oh, and she had to have everything of, perfect. Yeah, and um, you know her nurses wanted to please her, and they're working all these hours and just doing their best. And the colonel was just putting them through the ringer, and at the end margaret um off of the advice of somebody i don't remember who kind of shocks me but she says you know what it's okay we did our best i don't want to be like her we did our best that's going to be good enough and she takes that lesson and says to her nurses just do your best we don't have to kill ourselves to be absolutely perfect as far as the cleanliness goes. I remember that it's not a lot about it. It's like the patience. We have to be perfect for the patience but not for you know, the tops of the doors don't have to be whitewashed or whatever. Right. It's like <laughs> real life. Yeah. There's
1: some things you need to let go so you can live your life.
0: Yeah. And so it's stuff like that where toward the middle of the series we really start to see her open up and become a mother figure a caring individual somebody with a heart. rather than um, the person... Yeah, the tattletale, who, (laughs) in the earlier seasons, uh, Colonel Henry Blake makes the comment where she's gone over his head so many times that he has athlete scalp. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, As far as the commanding officers go, she doesn't get along very well with Colonel Blake, of course, because she calls him a measly-mouthed fly-fishing imposter at one point. Um, but then when Colonel Potter comes in, he's regular army as well from the medical corps. She gets along with him fairly well because he's a lot more by the book.
1: Although he lets things slide just as much as Henry does it in a different way.
0: Yeah, but he because he understands too, you can't, Right. just like Margaret learns, you can't keep everything... Completely by the book with these civilians. And he in was probably uniform. in World
1: War Two, also. Oh, he was and in then, World War One and, and World War Two. Yeah, and he yeah. had the horse duty, yeah. whatever that's yeah. called. <laughs> I don't know. And then yeah. came into this. So yeah, yeah he they understood. Had, he understood.
0: He understood just like she came to. Um, hot Lips. Uh, well, two things that I see in her wiki. Margaret Hooliham was a fictional character created in the book. Uh, MASH, a novel about three army doctors by Richard Hooker and it was actually inspired by Hot Lips Hammerly um, an actual Korean War MASH head nurse who was also a very attractive blonde of the same disposition Ah. Um, also the actual nickname Hot Lips, we don't actually really see where that comes from in the series but if you watch the movie, which if you haven't yet I highly recommend you do (laughs) My wife uh, keeps saying that we need to watch that so that she can understand some of these references as well. But in the movie, uh, her and Frank have the same relationship as they do in the show. And they're in her tent. They're having a very passionate session. And somebody sneaks a microphone into the tent under her cot. And um, she makes a comment to Frank during this, Frank, kiss my hot lips. And so a bunch of people are in uh, Colonel Blake's office listening Listen. to this and hot, hot lips. <laughs> the one guy says, Oh, we need to share this with the camp. The other one says, And so they actually flip it over to PA and they're putting out this whole makeout session or whatever it ends and up being. And they finally hear themselves the in the yeah. background. Yeah. And you hear hot lips a couple of times. So that's where it comes from from the movie, from the show. It seems like. Um,
1: They just carried it over, I think.
0: Well, but you know, all the generals know her as Hot Lips too, so that might. In the show, I think we're. It might be understood that that goes back a little bit further, maybe. Probably. Possibly. Um, but yeah. Um, what else?
1: That's pretty much everything on Margaret.
0: Yeah. Um. You
1: love to hate her. She's there, that character.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of other details we she is probably the person from the series in the second most episodes aside from Hawkeye. Oh,
1: and Ra- yeah.
0: You know, because really of the original cast from the pilot, her and Hawkeye are the only ones who stick around.
1: Yeah.
0: Cuz Radar leaves and then um Klinger and Father Mulcahy don't come in, really, until a couple episodes later. So, I mean, she is probably in the second most episodes, other than Hawkeye. So there's a lot of history in her that we're not going to go into, because we try and keep this short, and we're already on about 15 minutes. Ah. Um, But there's a lot of depth to Margaret Houlihan. She's a very important, pivotal character in the series. And if you take the time to watch the series, the whole thing through, there is a lot of growth. You see a lot of growth in her character. So, um, yeah, should we talk about then the episodes?
1: The episode is episode number 15. It's called Tuttle, um, a little white lie about an imaginary um, doctor balloons into an elaborate trade. That's the way it explained it. Um, Hawkeye and Trapper created Hawkeye's imaginary friend, Tuttle. And um, Tuttle is this wonderful person who... um,
0: He's a captain.
1: He's not real. They created a fake folder for him. Right. He's an imaginary friend. (laughs) But he's a very very fine imaginary friend that yeah. ends up getting an accommodation but he dies a commotion, sadly
0: accommodation accommodation Com- accommodation yeah cuz what, what does he do during the episode that makes him so great he um
1: he gives things to sisters um orphan
0: orphanage orphanage yeah
1: and then when they created the false folder they mm-hmm. realized oh my goodness he hasn't been paid in 14 <laughs> months. So they took all that money and gave it to Sister Teresa's orphanage. Mm-hmm. And at the end when he died, they set up a memorial fund for Sister Teresa's
0: orphanage. orphanage. Like so his life insurance, basically. Yes. Right? and Yeah. Um, and what what I thought was really interesting throughout the run of this episode was we start out where it's just hawkeye coming up with this and then trapper gets on board and then radar is in on it he knows that uh, tuttle isn't a real person but then he gets henry on board and all of a sudden everybody in camp knows tuttle and, and has
1: had breakfast with him
0: or lunch <laughs> or, or dinner lunch. <laughs> and they're friends and they know johnny and great guy just the best
1: i likened it to the emperor with new clothes because everyone in that place says, I love your outfit, I love your outfit, and he's naked. Where this one, they say, I love John. Oh, I mean, I love Johnny because I can call him that because he's my good friend and yeah. he doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So, yeah, and I, you know, that's, I think that's really well shown with uh, Colonel Blake right at the beginning when Radar is having Colonel Blake co sign the supplemental requisition form
1: that tuttle signed first that, that
0: tuttle signed first and colonel blake says tuttle do i know him oh yes sir you had breakfast breakfast with him <laughs> yesterday oh yeah Fine i didn't guy. i didn't have breakfast yesterday oh then you must have met him some other time and then like the next scene he's uh colonel blake is talking with frank in his office and frank says i've never met him i don't know him and Colonel Blake says well i had breakfast, breakfast with him just yesterday <laughs> i
1: know so
0: <laughs> and so yeah you from there on you see where this is going everybody is in on the joke without knowing that they're in on the joke i mean even general clayton when he comes to give him this commendation for being such a fantastic guy you know they're going to put him in stars and stripes for this he's in on it too Dude, without ever right. having met
1: they all thought that this was the most wonderful man, and he was imaginary, so... yeah, Great storyline.
0: I think one mm. of my favorite parts, um, aside from just how Tuttle is built up, um, is right at the end when Colonel Blake asks Hawkeye to say a few words about the brave Captain Tuttle who went out to do... pardon me, to do field surgery and forgot his parachute when he jumped out of the helicopter. Um when Hawkeye makes the comment that even though Johnny is gone you know, we can all take heart in having known him it's already hard to remember exactly how Johnny's face looked and you could say that there's a little Tuttle in all of us that, that,
1: that's what I wrote down exactly. that, that all of us together of made up parts. Tuttle yeah. <laughs> there's a little, there's a little t- Captain Tuttle in all of us I thought that was a great line you that's know. so funny that you referenced. Yeah. You did that last week, too. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a great line. It really is. There's and a little Tuttle in all of us.
0: In a very meta sense. I mean, that's certainly mm-hmm. true. You know, Tuttle uh-huh. was Hawkeye's imaginary friend growing up. So they say it in the episode, when Hawkeye got drafted, Tuttle, Tuttle got, got dra- drafted. Yeah. You know, so he just came along. But yeah, you know, we all had an imaginary friend of some sort. Even if it was, you know, like a a doll. A doll. Right. Yeah, you know, I had one of the, like, three-foot... Uh, Buddy Dolls, (laughs) one of those guys. Yeah, we all had an imaginary friend. It's just that Hawkeyes came with paperwork. (laughs) They
1: made up paperwork.
0: And dog tags, which surprised Radar.
1: Because
0: they they managed to get that...
1: And where did he get them?
0: Major... I didn't write it down, yeah. so I don't
1: remember, but it was um, Wayne Rogers' alter ego and or he's, imaginary friend. Yeah,
0: major whatever. You know, <laughs> Tuttle's replacement. <laughs> well,
1: one, one thing I wrote down about this episode is yeah. I sure would hate to be on Hawkeye's bad side. I would work oh, yeah. very hard to be on his good side because if he's angry about something... He doesn't mind messing with you a little, as you'll see in the next episode.
0: (laughs) And yeah, oh my goodness, we see again just what Hawkeye and Trapper can do together when they put their minds to it. Because, I mean, I think one thing I put... No, that's for the next one. But we see Radar again really helping out a lot. Right. I mean, they kind of go around him for the dog tags. But we see him helping a lot. You know, he's playing a stand-in for Tuttle in X-Ray when they send Frank over. Um,
1: He's having Colonel Blake sign papers that he knows are not accurate.
0: Um, when Margaret oh. is going to call General yes, Clayton. that's what I was going to
1: say. Yeah, He to, goes to get Hawkeye.
0: And has Hawkeye pretend to be General Clayton. He even calls HQ Soul uh, Sergeant Pryor Sparky and gets him to reroute the call back back to the four double seventh, so that Hawkeye can be General Clayton on the phone so I mean without radar this doesn't work
1: right so get to know your secretary assistant (laughs) or whatever because that's the most important person in Mm. uh when you when you're in a business or a school setting who's the most important yeah
0: an you know, administrator and assistant. You know yeah actually um i worked as i'll use the term secretary a lot of people don't like that anymore right. i mean my technical term was like uh my technical title was uh mm-hmm. program associate okay yeah like I, we all understand what you do you you schedule things as a secretary you answer schedule things answer the phone make copies that but um yeah i i went into that job kind of having this idea from radar it's like the the secretary, the person who handles all the details, makes the bookings.
1: That's the most important person in the job.
0: It really is. It really it's is. It's so <laughs> weird, but you can get a lot done without higher approval just because of who you know being in that position. Yeah. And we, we see that a lot with radar and Hawkeye definitely leverages that <laughs> times like this. Um what else? Uh, we see Father Mulcahy in this episode. Worth pointing out because, again, he's a guest star. He's not normal cast yet. Um,
1: We do not see Ho-Shang nope. or Ugly John.
0: Or Ugly John. No Spear Chucker. No, They're uh,
1: starting to get weeded out.
0: No Ginger. No, do uh, we don't see Klinger, but he's going to come back. And, um... Oh, my... My other favorite part of this episode, Tuttle is listed in the credits.
1: Oh yes, oh yes. Captain Tuttle, as himself. As himself, whoever that may be.
0: Yeah, he played himself in this episode, which it, it was great of him to do, really. I mean, you know, to take time out of his, his day. I just love
1: how he gets credit, though, and um, Tuttle as himself.
0: The, the one other thing, uh, as far as, I always love to point... Out the inconsistencies and things because that's what i do right um we see the supply tent again in this episode we saw it a few episodes ago uh when hawkeye and trapper were getting in between frank and margaret right and trapper goes into the supply tent there and it's kind of out of post-op off on that side and it's a single door tent right First of all, not very secure. Let's put that aside for the second, mm-hmm. because this supply tent is also a tent.
1: And that, Well, uh, and aren't that, they all tents, because it's MASH, mobile?
0: Well, in later seasons, it's actually a building. Oh, it is. It, oh, big a, silver building. Yes. Yeah, it's an aluminum, oh. corrugated aluminum building at one point, because Colonel Flagg breaks into it.
1: That's right.
0: But, I digress. <laughs> uh, this supply tent is a double-door tent. <laughs> Whereas, but they
1: are a mash mobile unit, so that yes, could make up for it, how that moves.
0: Now that's true. I never thought of that, but you know we we hear a lot about the moves they did, and I'll grant you, early in the war, the lines did move a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, this is after um, the in the the Pusan perimeter, after the UN forces came and they pushed back up toward the thirty eighth parallel, thirty eighth. I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd have to look that up, <sighs> but um. There still was a lot of movement, so that's very true. So, I didn't think about that.
1: Because you don't even see the silver building where they are now.
0: No, no. But it's
1: but very prevalent in later episodes. Mm-hmm, so yeah. I I think they just moved.
0: You know, that's a good point. I never thought of it that way. I still maintain that the building <laughs> doesn't, the actual surgical building would not change as much mm-hmm. as they're saying, though. I'm <laughs> just going to throw, throw that, that out one out. there. You know, post op does not become pre op. <laughs> You don't... Anyway, maybe it does. Um, Any other things Uh, about this? No.
1: That was a great episode, though. Fun to watch.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know, out of... um, This is two-thirds of the... Well, almost two-thirds of the way through the first season. I think this has got to be one of my favorites. Tuttle? Tuttle. Um, You know, it's one that I know by name. Other than the Dear Dad, I think this is one of my favorites. The Dear Dads and this one. So far just because of what it is cuz come on I
1: like the Christmas episodes but oh, that's yeah. me <laughs> but,
0: yeah I mean I just I just love how all the sneakiness comes out in this episode and yeah <laughs> just they make up a file and all that it's so great okay uh season 1 episode 16 the ring banger uh, we have a special guest star he's actually credited as that uh, Leslie Nielsen you might recognize the name from like the Naked Gun movies um, from a number of other ones. He's a big name in comedy in the 90s at least. I remember him being in a lot of movies uh, as I grew up. The
1: airplane ones are what I've seen most.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't Call Me Shirley.
1: (laughs) Yes. Which Um, is funny because not to go back to the last one but um, Shirley was the name of
0: Oh, um, Tuttle's mom. No, Shirley right? no. was
1: the name of Radar's special little friend. Oh, oh yeah, his imaginary I'm sorry. friend. He had oh, a, yeah. Radar had an imaginary friend. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. go back oh, no, episodes, yeah. but his imaginary friend was Shirley. She's a girl? they asked what she looked like, and he said, just like me with little tiny boobies. <laughs> tiny little breasts.
0: <laughs> Get out of here.
1: <laughs> I am sorry. I didn't but, mean to go back
0: <laughs> No, but yeah, out of airplane, yeah, that's the famous line Of course right. I'm serious, and don't call me Shirley. Shirley That was Leslie Nielsen mm-hmm. And he played, in this episode, Colonel Buzz Brighton He was the CEO of an infantry company And he was at MASH uh, He got shot, in I'm butt. not quite sure if, Yeah, in the butt, thigh or butt, thigh or butt. Uh, they, were, they were getting the bullet out And stitching him up in OR using a local So he was awake during it uh, he was you could tell that he was a tough guy because they would not he wouldn't let them he's like save that knockout juice for the real guys fellas um, he didn't use a cane after the surgery he wanted to get back up and at it right away he had this very tough man attitude of I don't believe in that whole battle fatigue nonsense
1: yeah he said battle fatigue is for uh, what did he say Yeah, you know,
0: basically, Battle Fatigue is just a dodge. Don't lump me in with those wimps. I want to get back up to the line. Um, And we see very quickly he stopped into the swamp for a drink. Hawkeye and Trapper say, you know, whenever you start a push, we get real busy. Radar did a little checking, and Brighton's company, would it be a company or would it be... It might have been a larger group. Battalion? Battalion. Battalion. It would have been a battalion, I think, with a colonel. Um, Has two times the casualties, but gains half the ground as other groups like his. Um, So with that, Hawkeye and Trapper decide to try and take him out of the game. They don't go in on him and actually do surgery, but they play with his mind. Which, in an earlier episode, when uh, it was the Bananas and Crackers and Nuts episode, Uh, this was another one that popped into my mind, because at that point, they used the same sort of tactics on the psychologist in that episode. Uh,
1: Moving around the PA system, so he's not sure where his tent is.
0: Yeah, and that's what they do this time, is just make him believe, start to believe that he's not quite all there. Right. So they keep, And then
1: they blame it on battle fatigue.
0: Yeah. They which, they move his tent around. Um they convince him that I think Henry's a drunk, which yeah, isn't too far off the mark.
1: They said Henry's a boozer, Frank.
0: Frank? Um, well,
1: he wound up in high heels.
0: That that was one of my favorite <laughs> parts is um Hawkeye and Trapper want to keep Buzz there. And Buzz says um well, you know, no offense you guys are just doctors. How about that major Oh, yeah, no, he's great. I mean, nobody ever actually caught him doing that thing.
1: What thing? What thing?
0: Well, you know, let's just say that he showed up for an air raid drill Mm -hmm. wearing high heels. You mean he's but a great doctor and a fantastic nurse. (laughs) So, and then they plant a pair of heels under Frank's cot. Um, So, Buzz thinks that Frank is... Mushuga, I guess, would be a term. But so he doesn't want Frank anywhere near him. They convince Hot Lips that Buzz has lost all confidence confidence in himself as a soldier and a man. So she comes to his tent in these, shorts. yeah, probably the (laughs) 1950s equivalent of Daisy Dukes in the sweater that is definitely showing off. Yeah, (laughs) her hair's down. Um, Of
1: course, because she's.
0: But then they also tell Buzz at the same time that she is Colonel Blake's, and then they get Henry liquored up and tell him that he needs to do night shooting to qualify for a $325 pistol credit <laughs> to get a new pistol.
1: At the same time...
0: That Margaret is going to Buzz's tent, and this is really the the zenith uh, apex of the episode because we see Margaret... In Buzz's tent, and Frank comes over, and um, Buzz is getting all mixed up. Uh, Colonel Blake comes in, and he is—he's drank most, yeah, pretty much a whole bottle of whatever this brown liquor was supposed to be, brandy or something—I don't know—and he ends up pulling his gun, which Radar made sure was empty, um, and starts waving it around and. Um, and
1: Radar just happened to have a pen for him to sign for Colonel Brighton to go back to the States.
0: For some observation. For some
1: observation.
0: Because, yeah, at that point, Hawkeye and Chopper say, Buzz is out of his mind with battle fatigue. Isn't that right, Colonel? Yes, that's absolutely <laughs> right. And um, so they lead him out, and that's how it ends. It's, And this isn't the only time that we see Hawkeye hatch a plot to get a commanding officer out of duty. But this is probably the least invasive way that they do that.
1: And they did it for the sake of the company, or the platoon, or whatever Of of the men. Yes, of the men, because you lost so many just to get a hmm. short distance.
0: They always do, though, but um, they actually don't, like, touch him. (laughs) They just make him a little crazy. Crazy. (laughs) So, um... But again, uh, we really see Radar taking part of this in this plot because you've got to figure that he's the one at least arranging, getting right. the PA moved, getting all of Buzz's setting stuff.
1: Setting milk out for him. It yeah. shows Radar actually setting the milk out.
0: Yeah. Buzz, uh, another way that they convince Buzz that he's crazy is that he keeps ordering this milk that he forgets about.
1: <laughs> that he never ordered.
0: Yeah. But, you know, they move his whole tent. <laughs> So you've got to have help with that. So, I mean, rainer has got to be arranging that and all the, of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they really did think he... The two things that really stand out in my mind are Hawkeye always has his cane with him. So Buzz's cane and keeps handing it to him and saying, here, use this. Nope, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. nope I don't, and, and like about five times mm-hmm. every time you see Hawkeye in this episode he has Buzz's cane
0: I did not and keeps so.
1: handing it to him and he's like I don't need that mm-hmm. even at the end he's using the cane mm-hmm. and so the whole episode that struck me that I mm-hmm. think it was like a metaphor for yeah, I think here very take small. some help here yeah. take some help and he would not mm-hmm. in fact it shows him doing push ups and he's on 49 mm-hmm. 50 So that's one thing that really stuck out to me, and the other was the reason, the The, title. The ring banger. The ring banger. It's for him to prove that he was the quarterback in life.
0: And the other, everybody else was just, as they say, water boys.
1: Just the water boys.
0: Yeah. Didn't you say that you had a similar experience where somebody was... Yes,
1: I had, my sister went for a job interview one time, and there was her, the man that he was... was interviewing her took us out to lunch because he realized I was sitting out in the car and the whole lunch he did that ring banging thing Mm -hmm. and he was that kind of person a little bit arrogant you know
0: it's yeah it's
1: very definitely a power play
0: yeah and what was he banging he was banging his West Point ring Ah. you know so yeah you know it we, we hear about his West Point career. As a student in the episode. But yeah, that was definitely a class ring that he was...
1: Banging and...
0: Banging. Him. And I think um, I used to wear my college ring. I got one from UW-Green Bank. Um, I used to wear it a lot. And then I think probably re-watching this episode is one of the reasons why I <laughs> stopped. It's like, okay, I'm I'm not that self-possessed. So I'm going to stop.
1: But did you bang it? you? No. <laughs> no.
0: no, not... Not unintentionally. Sometimes I did <laughs> when I was alone just to see what that was like. It's like, no, nah, that's kind of annoying. <laughs> it,
1: and the thing is, it doesn't seem that they're consciously consciously doing it. It's a subconscious way of power.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: I like this. They like to be the power.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How about you? Did you have anything else? I have those two things that...
0: Um. I think... That was basically it. Uh, Just some fun facts and uh, inconsistencies in the episode, because I always have those. (laughs) I've watched the episodes of MASH way too much, if you haven't caught on to that already. Um, First of all, we see Colonel Blake's Lieutenant Leslie, his live-in girlfriend. We see her again in this episode. She's a different Leslie, as far as I know. Either that or she has a different haircut. I'm pretty sure it's a different woman.
1: Yeah, because she had long hair before. Long,
0: like, kind of wavy hair, yeah. and this was a different woman, as far as I could tell. So that's an inconsistency, but there are lots of them in right. the show. Again, I mean, Major Houlihan. Her father was in the artillery, the cavalry, and dead. So, you know, there's that. Um, well
1: Calvary is what I was trying to think of earlier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay.
0: But then also, as far as, let's see here. Do, do do as far as uh details go again henry was supposedly shooting for uh f- for the record to try and get that pistol credit and after he signs the uh form for buzz and buzz goes out then he says uh well time to hit the range and Radar right comes
1: awesome.
0: up already done sir oh really how did i do eight you out got, of ten you just missed <laughs> The credit. Oh, shucks. And then the guys ask him, "You, Hey, Henry, you want to come over to the swamp for a drink? No, I shouldn't. I'm on duty. Oh. <laughs> and then hits his head. On I the, miss
1: that. Yeah,
0: and then he's walking out of the tent and hits his head because he doesn't duck under it. And he
1: hit his head twice in that episode. Then, because well, leaving his office, he oh, ran right into the door. Yeah,
0: full on into the the swinging doors. He walks full on into it, and yeah, so. that was great. But um, yeah, I think that's about all I have for that episode.
1: Yeah, two two great episodes again. But yeah, this one. Yeah, it's fun to see Leslie Nielsen playing yeah. a different character.
0: Yeah, um, great comedic episode. You know, I mean not that Tuttle wasn't. Right. But the ring banger, you just you how to put this? In Tuttle we see some of the machinations that Pierce and Trapper do. Like you you see them do some things like they're creating
1: i think they glued um, frank's oh, book God. together that's they gl- glued frank's bible together well, those are
0: some of the shenanigans yeah, yeah. <laughs> i guess i'm more referring they drew to face
1: our fangs on mccarthy picture
0: yeah on senator joe's <laughs> oh my goodness yeah but um you know you see them like create the file for tuttle you see hawkeye play the part of general clayton and all this You see again in this episode where Hawkeye and Trapper are doing that again. And again you see where Radar is...
1: The key.
0: The key. What I actually wrote down was the keystone. Oh. Without him, the plot wouldn't have worked. Right. You know? And, uh... We see a lot more of their active involvement, I would say, in this one. A lot more... Not heavy-handedness, but, um... They're actually getting... You see them getting their hands dirty in this one. Because they're the ones who are telling Buzz about Frank. And about how Margaret is Henry's I told girl. you, I
1: just don't want to be on the wrong side of Hawkeye. Yeah. Because, yeah, I just mm-hmm. would not want to be on the wrong side of Hawkeye. No.
0: You know, Hawkeye is definitely the one at MASH that you want on your side. Because you know you'll be okay. I mean... And we, we definitely see that. I mean, he's the main character pretty much throughout the series, I would say. He's the one who gets the O Club open to the enlisted personnel. Um He's the one who after him and BJ rile up the camp, he helps get the Luau oh. in that one episode where Clang goes Clamby. and gets Yeah. Fresh clams. But I completely agree with you of all the people I would rather be on the wrong side of Frank
1: then on the wrong side of Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. Frank's just a tattletale. Yeah. <laughs> just like Mark. He's mostly harmless. <laughs>
0: right. But Hawkeye. But when
1: BJ gets there, watch out. Yeah. Because.
0: Oh, he's a practical joker. He, he
1: is on the same level as mm-hmm. Hawkeye.
0: Yeah. So. Well, he's the one. There's a great episode where he pulls it over on Hawkeye. Uh,
1: right. On everyone.
0: Well, just Hawkeye. Because oh. he gets everyone else on board. Like, there's bringing it back to Margaret, she comes in riling on Hawkeye because somebody switched out her uh, shower gown, her... her. Night? No. Uh, God, I
1: can't... Robe?
0: Yeah, her shower robe. Okay. With one that had the butt cut out. Oh. So when <laughs> she apparently, well, she didn't realize it at first, but when she was walking out of the shower she had several catcalls and one marriage proposal. But then at the end of the episode we find out it was BJ who got her to do that and he, it was, well Hawkeye, did you ever see me in a, in a in a shower robe with the butt cut out? No, you just saw the shower robe. So yeah, oh. that's BJ would be
1: just some things to look forward to, yeah. everyone. Great episodes to come.
0: BJ some that we follow, you
1: need to go back and look and yeah. go through the episodes <laughs> with us. You'll, oh my you'll goodness. have a great time. Tell us if you agree with us or disagree.
0: Absolutely. You know, we now have a Facebook page. It's Whiskey and Mash. Um, you can find that through the website. If you go to narclanink.com slash mash. Go to the main page. I will be updating the website at some point, I promise. He does have a new baby at home. (laughs) You know, there are things. Yeah, um, (laughs) but I'll update that so that that there's a link and you can go right there. But we do have a Facebook page where we post uh, the updates for all our new episodes. I will be getting a Twitter account going, so it'll go right over to there as well. So you can follow us there and tweet at us. Otherwise, if you have any comments, suggestions, uh, questions, email us at whiskeyandmash at narclaninc.com. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C dot com. Whiskeyandmash at narclaninc.com. That comes right to us, and you know we will certainly read everything. Uh, if we start getting a large volume of emails, <laughs> we might not respond to everything, but we'll definitely read everything and take it into consideration. For instance...
1: I like how he says we, because he does all the work. Well,
0: <laughs> you're part of the show. <laughs> but, you know, okay. one, one thing that we did do <laughs> from, a, from a listener's suggestion <laughs> right. was the, the, basically the 10-cent origin of characters at right. the beginning we of the episode. wanted to know
1: the characters.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, we're getting through a lot of the main ones in this first season of the series. And, I'm, you know, maybe we'll start going into people like Captain Tuttle. <laughs> <No, or laughs> who played himself. Who played himself. You know, we'll start going through. And we have some other ideas, too. But we want to make sure that you're getting some background for these characters that we know so well. But if you have any other comments like that or suggestions like that, definitely hop on Facebook. Let us know there. Email us. That sort of thing. If you really enjoyed this uh, episode and you'd like to listen to previous episodes, maybe you haven't listened to those, you can get on iTunes or your favorite podcast application and search for Whiskey and Mash. Or you can search for my name, Chris Pullman, or...
1: Gloria Ackerman.
0: And that should bring up Whiskey and Mash. If you search my name, you might find another podcast as well. I do another podcast where I read uh, my first novel. It's called Chris Reads Book. The, that's the name of the podcast and i read all the chapters out of my first novel in order so that kind of like an audiobook but in podcast form so that everybody can consume it that way
1: and you'll love it thank you great you know, I, great
0: I, I try and do voices to differentiate the characters it gets a little hard at times because there are some chapters where there are like 10 characters <sighs> but um i do my best but anyway as far as this podcast goes if you got this from somebody and you don't do the whole podcast thing let's say that you have an mp3 player like uh, you know like uh, uh, um, I can't think of what I'm trying to say not an iPhone an iPod you know if you don't do iTunes but you download mp3s onto that you can head over to narclan Inc. slash whiskey and mash and all the raw mp3 files are right over there so you can download those Load them right up onto your MP3 player, whatever that might look like, and you can listen to us that way.
1: Have a glass of whiskey with us.
0: <laughs> yeah. We, you know, <laughs> that's, hey, like I say, that's what we do. We have, uh, you know, nice whiskey drink. Uh, I think I'm going to theme my drinks at a certain point after what's going on in the episodes, because there are a couple ones where I, like the first time we see radar drink, a grape knee, hi, I'm just... I might just do great knee high. You're
1: great, okay. You know,
0: just because, just in celebration of that, and I'll have breakfast during one of the episodes too because <laughs> of something in there. But uh, yeah, I think that does it for this week.
1: Okay, well, yeah. have a great week. Enjoy yourself and watch or listen to whiskey and mash.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming back week after week. We'll see you again next week. I just... Okay.